rewarding. Uh, you just as a parent, you want to see your your sons or any you know any of your ch- children's hard work pay off and be rewarded. You know and and recognized and you know more than anything too. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm we're all of course proud of him and proud of what he stood for and the leadership and and being vocal with his leadership and you know leaving a mark that way. You know that matters. And uh, being a great teammate, I, I see his teammates interact with them, and that's that to me is probably more pleasing than anything. You know that they they respect and, and care so much about them. So anyhow, it's been it's been fun, and uh, the coaches did a great job giving them opportunities and targets, and you know finding them you know spaces to get open and. You know, and and uh, Jackson did the other night, and Dylan ahead of that. So, uh, anyway, it's it's been uh, it's been really fun to, to to watch them all year. There you go, Coach Stoops talking about Drake Stoops finishing up his career at the University of Oklahoma. Uh, had a great season. Would have loved to see them cap it off with a win, um, but. You know, uh, still, nonetheless, it was an awesome career for him and uh, one of the best to do it, what, a fan favorite, one of my favorites. So That's very never cool going to change. There, there's nothing like – I mean, he, he's going to go and I think play in the NFL or, you know, maybe at some point he goes plays in the XFL for Bob. I mean, that would be a fun story. But just, he's a fan favorite right now. He'll be a fan favorite in 5, 10, 15 years. That's not, that's not going to change ever, I, I don't think, with the way that uh, people feel about Drake. Right. Yeah, it would have been nice if they could have capped off his final game with uh, with the win. And my opinion that you can't turn the ball over six times hasn't changed in the past four days. But this goes to the text line as well. Is anyone's did anyone's thoughts over the three day weekend thoughts about the game thoughts about the season change at all, or are we still kind of in the same mood as we were uh, when we got together on Friday? Because I look at this year as it was a good year. It was a, definitely a step in the right direction, but. There's too many missed opportunities, man. Yeah. You really had an opportunity to do something in the second half, and you just didn't take advantage of that spot that you were in, unfortunately. I know. Um, your best win was a win against a college football playoff team, and I, you lost to three good football teams, but – three teams that you're better than well and then the the loss to Oklahoma State and that's the final time you might play them I mean that that stings more than any other thing that happened this year yeah that's that's a tough one to get over right I and this is the thing that I continue to say uh we get disrespected in polls every preseason um, you know, being picked to win the conference or, or or all these different scenarios out there where people have a have an opportunity to to say something good about Oklahoma and it doesn't happen. And we're mad as a fan base. We feel like we um, are overlooked, not given a fair shake. But ultimately, every year, We've gone out and proven them to be correct about us. That is what's painful. And you're not getting you're not getting beat by teams that have better players. You're not getting beat by teams that are um, you know just have more resources, and you're just up against a. It's the David and Goliath. That's not the case. It's teams that you're more talented than, teams that you have more resources than, you're more well-known than they are, you recruit way better than they do. That's, I think, what is the most frustrating and what pisses off a lot of fans because I, and rightfully so, honestly. I, to... to even though I think they all almost no Kansas didn't win ten games, I think they end up being like nine and four. They nine won and, uh, nine with the bowl game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was about to say you you 
you lost to what was almost three 10-win teams. You lost to a which, bunch of basketball schools this year. Well, that, that's the thing. It's like there's no way in, in, in history at any moment will we ever look back and say a season where you lost to uh, Kansas, Oklahoma State, and Arizona was good. Correct. And you now, know, and, and those a couple of those programs, especially, are heading in the right direction. But I think the point can still be the same. Yeah, that the, doesn't need to be. That doesn't need to happen. Right. The point is, you, it just it can't continue to happen. And it I can't. And, and we talked about this on Friday, and I think it's a good point by Turnbow and OKC. The difference between OU, Georgia, Alabama, we lose to teams we shouldn't, and we've got to get that bully mentality back. And I, and I think that there are times where they do have that bully mentality, but is it consistent throughout the year? I don't, I, don't, I don't think that it is consistent throughout the year, the bully mentality. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- um, I thought they had the bully mentality in Dallas this year. I don't know if I saw a team or that team play with that much emotion for the rest of the year or really close to it, but they had yeah. a bully mentality that day. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. I can't. I mean, they practice tough. It, it is not easy up there by any stretch. It's not. They are demanding. It's as, as demanding of an environment as anywhere in college football. But for whatever reason, we're just. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Oh, it's more text here. Sean says yeah. we're a tier two program currently. And treading water, in my opinion. I agree. Roger in L.A. says it was stark watching the playoff last night, knowing OU beat a team in the playoff, and it was no fluke. On our best day, OU was very good this year. Arnold needs to be much better at taking care of the football. However, uh, one has to be optimistic about chances to make the playoff next year. Michigan, Georgia, Texas have all proved there is beauty in the process of building a program and amassing talent on both sides of the ball. The schedule is brutal next year, but if Arnold can make strides and our O-line gels, I like our skill position talent and think if our defense takes another step next year, we will be in the playoffs. Happy New Year, and Tyler, sorry for being so fired up on the postgame show after the Arizona fourth quarter meltdown. That's uh, all good. You weren't the only one, Roger. That's what, yeah. it's, that's what it's there for. I don't. I don't know, man. I. I. Hey, I'm. There's tons of reasons to be optimistic. We've recruited well. We've developed well. We've been selective and had success on who we've brought in in the transfer portal. You know, we've got good young talent. We're going to have good. Um, experienced veteran players coming back but if 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 we don't have the killer mentality and play with some attitude and and go in and stomp people out and close them out then it, it's like you we talked about it previously it's i don't know is it would be hard to to feel like they expect people to just hand it to them, but that. Well, I mean, I, I, and I think that we've identified one of the major, if not the major, issues from this year. Okay, now I, I think it goes to now: can it be fixed? How do they get it fixed? All of that. Well, I, I think that the the program, the coaching staff, everyone there has kind of got to realize that that's the situation. How likely is that to happen? How likely is the head coach to realize that maybe we're on to something about the issue? I would guess that he probably is, seeing where he's been in the past and knowing what it looks like, I would guess. But that's got to be a major point of emphasis in the offseason. Whatever it looks like getting the bully back in the program, I'm sure we'll talk about that for the next eight months, man. Yeah. I don't know. But recognizing that, acknowledging that is kind of the first step to it. Yeah. And, And I hope that that... That happens this off season. I, I I don't know. I mean, is it, part of that whenever you have transfers come in? Because I don't know that there's there's not nearly the allegiance or the um, 
oh, I don't know what the what the right word for it is. I mean, it wasn't very long ago that whenever you made your decision to go play college football, that decision was it was final. You're going to be a Wolverine or you're going to be a Longhorn or you're going to be a Sooner. Like, you've made that decision, and that's what you're going to be. And you tie yourself to that program and the success of that program, and you want to be viewed later as having lived up to to what that brand has done over the years. But as you get more and more with the transfer stuff, no one cares about that anymore. If you're transferring in to play one year at Oklahoma or at LSU or at Baylor, you're not making that decision because you, you've you always wanted to be a Sooner. You're making that decision because, well, I got a chance to go start there and I'm getting a nice NIL deal. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean I'm sure that that's somewhat of a factor. I just – is it the overwhelming factor? I, Missouri and Ole Miss feels like they've been pretty portal heavy and they just had their best years in a while. Georgia and Alabama are still doing some nice things. They're not getting as many transfers as other teams, but they're still getting – I mean, everyone's getting transfers at some point. Well, yeah. I'm not talking about those th- – I'm talking about us. Like, I don't – what, what – I, I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I guess I'm just trying to brainstorm here. I don't know what the answer is. I'm trying to figure it out because uh, it's a recurring theme. It, well, it, this, I mean, this it is isn't a one-off. Because I do look at team like Michigan this year. Michigan may win the national championship next Monday night. But one thing I really like that Michigan did this year, other than steal signs, was when they had you down in the second half, man. If it was a ten-point game, seventeen-point game, they probably had you wore down in the second half. And buddy, they just they grinded you to. to um, it, it, they would smash you in the second half over and over again, run you over, more physical, all that. They, they put teams away. And what I'm seeing right now is a team that can jump on teams early, but they can't – they struggle to put teams away way too much, you know? Yeah. They don't really force their will in the second half and in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I – don't, it, it's, uh, it's, it's a frustrating point for sure. And, and I get it. I understand that, you know, whenever you're in the position that we're in, rarely are you going to lose to teams that are better than you because you only play, like, maybe one a year. Every other team that you play is going to be an inferior team, inferior brand, inferior players for the most part across the board. They may have one or two great players. Um so, I mean, that's who you're ultimately going to lose to. I get that, but I don't know, man. I, uh, I Hopefully, with some good, tough senior guys that I think we have on our team that are coming back, maybe we can get that mentality back. Yeah, well, it, it needs to happen. It needs to happen in a, in a hurry because as we looked at uh, Peter Burns' way too early SEC rankings next year and – these could be totally off, and they could be terrible, but just going off of his, OU will play the number two team in the SEC, the number three team, the number four team, the number five team. You are the number six team, the number seven team, and the number eight team. Mm-hmm. Six of the top eight teams in the SEC are on your schedule next year. Yeah. And the worst, South Carolina, and they were ranked 12th out of 16th on this list. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's going to be like that pretty much every year moving forward. I mean, you may have a year that just just by the way the rotation works that you end up well, being a little lighter that than – maybe Texas schedule next year. They got hooked yeah. up in year one. But you, also, you, you kind of never know, right? You never know what what it may be – like. Missouri was thought, a, Missouri was yes. a big surprise this year. Yeah, right. I don't know what they were picked in the SEC East, but I don't know six, five or six maybe. Right. They ended up winning a New Year's Six bowl game. So I, right. I I get that point. I mean, it's just it's going to be really hard to project even the SEC next year. But the way that it looks, like just going off twenty twenty three records, it's I think what we thought a year ago may end up being true. Is we thought a year ago, man, hey. This could be OU's easiest schedule in their last year in the Big 12 in recent memory. 
year one in the SEC could be their most difficult schedule in recent memory. Oh, yeah. I mean, it will be. It may be their most difficult schedule, regardless of what a lot of these teams end up being. If they're as advertised or or not, it's going to be the most difficult regular season schedule that we've had in as long as I can remember. Maybe I mean, 2000 ended up being really difficult. But that so that's I guess I would go back to there. Yeah, the 2000 I mean, season. Yeah, since then, or uh, I don't know if there's been a, a couple other years scattered where you hit some kind of one-off years where you faced a couple of really good teams that maybe you didn't like in the non-con. It just lined up to where they were really good. I mean that happens, but you're going to have big brands, big names at home on the road throughout the entire schedule, and I would even say that. Your non-conference isn't, I mean, it's kind of easy, but it's not super easy. I have no idea what Tulane, I mean, Tulane's been good the past two, three years, but I don't, I have no idea. They don't have the quarterback coming back. Um, I I just, I can't think that they're going to be what they've been recently. But they'll they'll still have, yeah, I mean, OU's not going to be a 38 and a half point favorite going into that game. At least I wouldn't think. Right. And Houston's going to be. With Fritz there, I, they're probably going to – I don't know. Well, it's good that we're getting them early. They're probably going to end up being really good. So, By no, the no. way, uh, some really good texts today, like every day, uh, but I'd say about 10% of the text had just been the, uh, the woman that was on Bourbon Street shown during the Texas-Washington game last night. People's just sitting photos of that all day long. Oh, nice. So that's what's – yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. That was a, that was a big hit with uh, 10% of the, of the listeners out there. That's pretty mm-hmm. funny. Pretty funny. All right. Well, let's get to some of those other text messages on the other side. Let's hit a quick timeout here from Newcastle. Final hour rolls on next. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the blood, their sweat, their tears, the knowledge accumulated and shared, you know, with everyone else around the world. This is how we help kids beat cancer all over. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Uh, just how proud of I, w- I was of them this season. The way they, they, they fought there and the resiliency they showed in the second half and in the fourth quarter is just indicative of this team. You know, they, these guys are fighters, uh, and they've, they've grown into that. You know, it's not what we were a few years ago. We've grown into it. And to give ourselves a chance the way that we did there late in the game, um, really proud of them. You know, with all the self-inflicted wounds that we had tonight, um, you know, we lost to a good team that played well. But we gave ourselves a chance, and we, we just we just came up short. There's Sark after the loss to Washington last night. Huskies moving on to the national championship game next Monday night in Houston. Washington beats Texas 37-31. Big OU news of the day. They get did get one portal ad this afternoon. Jocelyn Malaska, a corner from Utah, will have three years of eligibility remaining. Uh, originally was from... Um, uh, originally was from Bethany, and he was a three-star in the 2022 class. He's coming in on a PWO offer. So here's another player, Teddy, Jocelyn Malaska, that they're getting in, an in-state kid, and they're using the PWO, they're using the NIL to pay for his school type of thing without using a scholarship. So they, they've, been, they've liked to do that quite a bit here the past couple of years. Right. And on his brother, Evanson, who's a 2026 uh, player up there at Bethany. I believe he's a wide receiver and a uh, defensive back. So right. there's the uh, big news today. Portal deadline is today. Players don't have to choose their school today, but players do have to let their coaching staff know by today that they are hopping in the transfer portal. But as we've seen in the past couple of years, we'll still find out names tomorrow and into later in the week uh, about names that have entered in the transfer portal. Mm. Still on uh, David Hicks' watch to see if he yeah. hops in the portal or not. Other than what? that, you got a couple of other – um, defensive players who are visiting this week. The Big Ten sack leader, Nick Scorton, uh, is supposed to be here on the 6th. He got he has a visit to Mizzou on the 5th, Florida State on the 4th, and A&M on the 3rd. And then Caden Woolard, uh, the Miami of Ohio defensive end, will be visiting tomorrow. So that's what's up in the portal. Um, now, what's the kid from Purdue's name? 
Uh, the Big Ten sack leader from last year, that's Nick Scorton. Number eight player in the portal, according to 24-7. Okay. Uh, interesting. Probably well, going to get some nice offers out there. Right. Yeah, what do you have? He had 10 sacks on the year. Um, listed as, what, an outside backer, I think. 6'4", 280 pounds. Yeah, that uh, that that probably looks the part, uh, I would guess, at 6'4", 280. And in Cruton for the 24 class, um, I mean, the, the first signing day is over. Hoping that you could get Dom McKinley, elite defensive lineman out of Louisiana, on campus in January. But mm-hmm. he flipped from A&M to LSU over the weekend. So that's, at least for now, it kind of ends OU's pursuit in the 24 class. They could have yeah. a couple of late offers like they did last year, but for now there's just not a name on the board that we're talking a whole lot about. What are you thinking about um, uh, Hicks in the portal? you think it's going to happen or probably not? I'm just – A&M's just such in a desperate spot right now. They've lost so much in the portal. Go look at the portal rankings. And how many A&M players are ranked in the top 25? They just lost so much, man. They've got to find a way to keep their young talent in-house. I'm going to guess that they offered him something ridiculous, even more so to stay. That's yeah. what I guess happens. Yeah. Right, what You got a feel one way or the other? No, I don't. Um, now, if I were in his position and I, I played defensive line or – I mean, there's, there's a couple of different positions that I don't think it matters nearly as much. I mean, obviously, if you're playing quarterback, you need to go and figure out that system and, and develop chemistry and, and all of that. Defensive line, not nearly as much. So I would probably, if I liked it there and wanted to be there, I would probably give the new staff a chance, see what the new scheme and system is like, see if I liked it. And if I wasn't feeling it, then maybe I I would explore post spring, but you know, maybe he's probably just gonna stay there. Probably got a big nil deal, right? Well, I mean, the first time around, I think he did, um, but the second time around, like the spot that they're in, it's probably gonna be better. It it, it could be, man. It could be. Vinny Paul says breaking your opponent's will typically happens at the moment you snatch hope from them. Fumbling before a touchdown and allowing them to score off of that fumble is the exact opposite. Yeah. Just a killer play, man. I Did they have, and, and I may be missing a, an obvious one from the Kansas or OSU game, but did this team have a momentum-switching play in a negative direction, in a negative way, quite like that one this year? Oh my I mean, that's gosh! Like, that's a fourteen. What I get? Did Arizona go for two on that one? I guess it could technically be like a fifteen-point swing. Well, I don't know if they went for two or not, but they they scored on it. Kicked off to us. We snapped it once. That was the end of the third quarter, and we threw an interception on the next play. Yep, in our own territory. So. So you went in from you score here, buddy, it's over, to three plays later, oh, my gosh, we might lose this game. Yeah. That's not – and I think that's kind of the point. That's not – it's not what a elite program is all about. And I know that's just one game. It's one snapshot, but can't give games away, man. Best teams in the country, they, 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 they got a chance to end the game. That's exactly what they do, end the game, step on the throat. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's – it's a bowl game. You, I, mean, I understand going in that there's going to be some stuff from a true freshman quarterback. I mean, you cook some of that in, but I mean, some of the stuff from not the true freshman quarterback was the was the frustrating part. You know, we're talking a lot about bully attitude. This text from the four hundred five says teams with the bully attitude can run the damn football. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I get I get frustrated watching a lot of it, and it, it's it's just we have 
we've tied ourselves to this new system of offense in college football, and I, you know, there's there's merit to it, and I get it, and I understand the numbers, and I understand taking the you can take a lot of the decision making out of the quarterback's hands. That's why you see so so many fewer turnovers these days than you did in the past. You can dictate numbers, and you can always or way more often be in the right call. I understand all that, but I I think it, it just it takes a lot of the onus off of the players on the field, and I think everyone's just kind of holding back. Well, it might be run. It might be pass. Don't know. They may pass it, so I'm really not going to fire off the football here on the run. And I I think there's something to the mindset of, well, we're running it here. It doesn't really matter what they line up in. We can hope they line up in something that gives us a little bit more of an opportunity, but we better be prepared to block it and get movement against the worst possible situation for us. And we're going to have to fire off the football to get it done. We're going to have to play with pad level, with technique, because here it comes. I mean, there's something to that, in my opinion, instead of, oh, well, they're in a tough front here. We're probably going to hand it off. Or, or I mean, to uh, we're probably going to throw it. To run the football. Right. Yeah. It's north and south. What, what, I mean, and you can run it east and west and still be a tough physical run game, but definitely north and south as well when you need to. Yeah. But uh, I, I, you know. I they get frustrated, but at the same time, I know that it's never going to change. Adam from Austin says, I live in Austin and had a Horn fan try and tell me their schedule was just as hard because they play Michigan and Georgia. Honestly, not close. I don't know. I, I think it is close, but I don't remember it right off the top of my head what, what? Texas is. Well, all you have to do is – Every SEC team OU doesn't play, that's who Texas does play. So they play Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Arkansas. Yeah. Am I missing a couple of there? Whichever ones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're playing uh, maybe the defending national champ and the non-con and Georgia. I, I, I guess – it's a dumb conversation to have because they're both going to end up incredibly difficult. One may look more difficult now than the other looks, but they'll probably end up being about the same. 405, next year's schedule, iron sharpens iron. This one says we need that killer mentality back. People aren't scared to play OU anymore like they used to be. Of course not. No, they're not. In fact, they are uh, – they can't wait to play Oklahoma because you get a you get a big name and you don't get the big attitude. Yeah, I'm just trying to think here. The past five six years, um, Kansas State has had about as successful of a run against you as they've had in their program's history. I, I guess in the '90s they um, they dominated OU a couple of times, but you know. In the grand scheme of things, it's been there at the top. Same thing for Iowa State. Maybe the same thing for Baylor. Like you get the point. There's some teams in the Big Twelve the past six years or so who have had their best success against OU since they started playing them. That's yeah. not great. Yeah. But I don't know. I I think uh, I think the move is going to do us some good. Little reset, kind of change the landscape, how things are, and. It's not, not going to sneak on the... up on anyone. I, I think everyone understands the importance and what's what's coming up here. You're not the king of the hill anymore. And I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. I think there's been some apathy set in uh, for whatever reason. One All more. Right. Uh, yeah. Jay and Ellick says, are we approaching the danger zone of losing our seat at the Blue Blood table? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, how can you lose your uh, Blue Blood seat table? And who's still sitting at it? Well, you can lose it by... Did Nebraska get kicked out 15 years ago? Uh, yeah, yes. Nebraska's out. Have been out. 
you can't go a quarter of a century without winning a title. Boys. And we are knocking on the door. Sorry, Notre Dame. <laughs> You're out. Michigan is out as well. So who is it Alabama, party of one? Is that it? No. Ohio I, State still there? I I still think it's, I, th- I, st- I still think OU's at the table in the blue one conversation. We are. But we're we're getting dangerously close to not being there. Um and you know, we're a different case because we've never been terrible. We've been like right there on the fringe competing pretty much the whole time. So it's kind of a different it's it's different than some of the schools, but I mean we we need we need to win. Bad. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Couple of segments left. Stay tuned. Talking sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. It's hoop season at the Lloyd Noble Center, and you do not want to miss your chance to catch the OU women's basketball team in action this season. The Sooners' home schedule is packed with great games and entertainment for the whole family. Tickets are just 10 bucks for adults and special pricing available for kids and seniors. Browse upcoming games, ticket packages, and more at Soonersports.com slash tickets. And we'll see you at the LNC for OU women's basketball this season. Boomer Sooner. It's that time of the year again, and our guys just wanted to wish you the best going into the new year. Happy New Year, Ref Army from Plank and Josh. What an incredible year behind us. New year, new you, new conference. May your New Year's resolutions come true, and the Sooners bring a national championship to all of you. Happy New Year. SEC, SEC. Keep up with the Sooners everywhere life takes you in 2024 with the KREF app, the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Whoa, that's the new work ride? Yep, can go 400 miles on a charge with this baby. Speaking of charge, I should plug it in. Are you sure that's safe? I can see bare wires. Oh, yeah, nothing to worry about. I put this charger in myself. Ugh, I'm calling Norman Air. The AC guys? Yeah, they do electrical too. Visit normanair.com for all your heating, air, plumbing, and electrical needs. Norman Air, service to the max. Life is full of moments including difficult and disruptive ones like a cancer diagnosis, which is why the groundbreaking work of Stand Up to Cancer is so vital. They bring together top minds from different fields to find new and better treatments so patients can thrive. Please join Stand Up to Cancer and Myrtle Beach to help families get back to where they belong, making new memories for years to come. Go to StandUpToCancer.org to see how you can join the mission. Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third-generation race car driver, and I dedicate a lot of my time going fast. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently or having trouble with routine tasks. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services and access available treatments. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. Visit alz.org slash time to talk, a message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. We all make choices about alcohol. Kids make choices whether to drink or not. Bye, Dad. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, Em. Remind me about that party again. And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations, and they want honest answers in everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. My daughter was diagnosed with a rare malignant rhabdoid tumor on the spine. They sent us straight to St. Jude. My hope was gone. But when you get there, everyone's like, hey, we're not going to give up. And when you see other people not giving up on your child, that makes all the difference in the world. When I found out I didn't have to pay, I was just grateful. They saved my baby's life. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. 
brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Jalen Milrow often wears his own branded apparel reading LANK across the front. It's an acronym that stands for Let a Naysayer Know. Being told by his former offensive coordinator, that Bill O'Brien. That is not what I thought. Is that not what you thought? Boy, let a naysayer know. Let a naysayer know. Of course. The professional's right in the middle of his lead. That's all right. I just keep I thought going. you almost lost me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, funny moment yesterday before the Rose Bowl. ESPN College Game Day crew, Reese Davis reading that, Pat McAfee interrupting. Quality television. You know, the, the more I think about it, today was, or yesterday was a pretty awesome day of college football, at least from the OU side of things. The first day of the bowl season that you, you could actually look back on the entire day and say, yeah, that wasn't a complete and utter disaster for us. You had that happen. Uh, of course, Texas lost to Washington. They're not playing in the championship in Houston. Ethan Downs threw the horns down um, during the middle of the game. ESPN showed a boob during the broadcast. All in all, it was it was a great day. It was a great day. Yeah, it really was. It was pretty strong. Pretty strong content. Um, the Alabama-Michigan game was... It felt like a heavyweight fight, as it should. Um, you know, the two brands there, the setting, all of those things combined overtime, getting the stop on defense there on, on fourth down and in, in what three yards or so it was, uh, really impressive by, by Michigan. I thought it was funny, like just to like take a, a huge barrel of gasoline and dump it on the fire. As one of the defensive tackles from Michigan post game said, "Man, we thought Alabama was really good, but we were really worried about Florida State." <laughs> Did you see that? No, totally missed that. That's that's a great line. That's awesome. Oh man, just really, really get everyone going. I guess the least surprising thing of the day yesterday was that Iowa scored zero points, and no one's really talking about that because bigger football games happen. But there's another game. Iowa got blanked by Tennessee. Hey, you want to talk about programs that have a chance to be lost to history? Iowa is on the precipice. Iowa did not score a point, a single point in their last two games. Shut out by Michigan and shut out by Tennessee. Yeah. Well, they scored over, like, 25 twice or something the whole year. It they was did it bad. against Michigan State and they did it against Western Michigan and that's it. They got shut that's out it. they got shut out three times this year. So they got shut out more than they scored over what'd you say, twenty five points? Is that the number yeah. you said? And they they were second place in the Big Ten. No, they, yeah, they played the Big Ten championship game. Yeah. That's a ten and four football Amazing. team. Amazing. And they have they have been the single largest beneficiary ever of divisional play in college football. And hmm. you know who was second in the West? Northwestern. They had a good year. I mean, considering right. the situation yeah. that they had going into the season, yeah. Iowa, like this is the same. These two are the same conference. East, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, West. Iowa, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Purdue, Illinois. I mean, it is one of the weakest divisions in all of college football. Forget the uh, the Power Five. And they're about to go divisionless. I don't know what their, their schedule looks like for next year, but things are about to change for Iowa in a bad they'll get out, way. Uh, at least, they'll get shut out at least three more times next year, I'm, uh, I'm sure of it. I don't even know what their their schedule looks like, and I would guess they're no better than seven and five. Yeah, there's definitely some teams that the new two power conferences will not like. For Oklahoma, we're hoping okay, more competition. Let let's hope that that improves things around here. Just the overall product. I can't see a way that it helps out the Iowa Hawkeyes. No, they're taken out of that crap division. There's more good teams coming in with better resources than them. 
their situation may change more than not anyone in the sport because Washington State and Oregon State are not in a good spot. But in terms of the two teams and the two power conferences, yeah, they're they're not in a good spot at all. Mm-mm. Not in a good spot. No. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds for uh, for Kirk Ferentz. There, it's, it's longest get... tenured uh, Division One coach. Yeah, and I don't give him very long. It's about to get really difficult. There uh, would be my guess. Yeah, we'll because see, I uh, I think Oregon's still making their climb. USC not so much. I think Washington will continue to do. Is this the best team that Washington's going to have in a while? I'd probably guess so. Are they going to wither away and die? As long as Kalen DeBoer's there, I bet Washington's still pretty good year in and year out. Yeah, yeah, I, I, they'll they'll be solid. I don't I don't know. They they have a. I mean, they were really good last year too. So I mean, they're not going to have the quarterback they have right now, but they're going to be they're going to be really good. Um, here's here's Iowa's schedule for next year. They play Illinois State first game, Close easy game. win. <laughs> Close game. Iowa State. Oh, week win! Two, That's a win. Tough. Mark that as a win. That's every year. That's a win, no matter how bad they are. Uh, then they have Troy. Then they're at Minnesota, at Ohio State, at home against Washington. At Michigan State, Northwestern, Wisconsin, at UCLA, at Maryland, Nebraska. That's Still not bad. easy. Yeah, no. that's not bad at all their first year. Still easy, but, you know, they do have to go to Ohio State, and they've got Washington at home. That You, you, you brought up a – well, go ahead and finish the thought on Iowa, and I'll move to say, program. And Nebraska is going to be way better by the time they play them last game of the season next year. Now, I don't think that they're in jeopardy of going 5-7 and seven next year, even a 6-6, six and six, but – Based on where their program expectations are, I think Iowa State, or excuse me, Ohio State's in a fascinating spot here moving yeah, forward. Yeah, because they, they have a coach at this point that I don't really think the fan base truly backs. They're playing a style of football that I don't think their fan base loves, and that's not that's not the way that they've been successful over their program's history. Some change is going to need to happen there, and it's going to need to happen quick, or they may be looking for a next a new head coach this time next year potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's crazy, isn't it, that the amount of heat he gets there? I mean, I understand it. He was getting heat last off season. Yeah. And then he lost again. Yeah, and you knew that that bowl game was a really bad recipe for him because nobody nobody cares who's playing or who's not playing. What they care about is – uh, what the sticker on the side of the helmet is compared to the other sticker on the side of the helmet, you know? And Well, especially when the other sticker's a dorky M logo like Missouri. You feel like <laughs> regardless of the situation, you should beat those guys. And, and whether or not the opposing coach is, well, we'll no, you can say it. Yeah, it's, yeah, we all know what word. It starts with a D, I'm sure. <laughs> no, but but their their situation is pretty he, – he was getting a lot of heat last year, then they lost again, and now Michigan could win a national championship, which losing to those guys, again, was always going to sting, but then if your biggest rival beats you and then wins a national championship for the first time in a while, then it hurts even more. Right. Yeah. It, it – that's not going to be good either way. I mean, it's it's already done. It, it's there's no good outcome at all for Ohio State. They, I told you, I was joking about it previously. They already tried to sabotage Michigan's program uh, through espionage and getting uh, even the FBI involved. But now they just may straight up try to assassinate Jim Harbaugh if he stays at Michigan. Uh, 2024 is going to be a, a weird year. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up the day next here from Newcastle. Join the movement. The Ref Army is growing. Don't miss a second of the Sooner coverage you want with the KREF app, the number one source for Sooner fans. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. 
GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come take a test drive today and see for yourself. We are professional-grade GMC. Purple Wave Auction understands that it takes the right equipment to maximize profits in the field. That equipment is up for auction every week at purplewave.com. Bid on hundreds of items from John Deere, Kubota, Case IH, and more. Our marketplace transparency makes bidding on those tractors, balers, and sprayers safe and easy. Equipment sells to the highest bidder regardless of price. Get started now at purplewave.com. Purple Wave Auction. Straight. Simple. Sold. Attention Sooner basketball fans. Don't miss out on any of the college hoops action as your Sooners men's basketball team takes on Big 12 foes for one last go-around. Coach Porter Moser wants you to bring the electricity to the LNC. So grab a friend, bring a buddy, and join the excitement. Visit Soonersports.com slash tickets to reserve your seats, and we'll see you at the LNC. Boomer Sooner. If you're looking for big wins and good times, Riverwind is the best place to play. With the best food, drinks, and service. Join us every Friday in January for our winning resolutions giveaway. Play to win your share of $80,000. Play with your wild card all month long. Welcome to the best casino in the metro. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hi, Norman. It's DJ Newsom with Alliance Bank, your community-driven, friendly neighborhood bank. Whether you're a budding entrepreneur, lead a nonprofit organization, or just someone seeking a better banking experience, we've got you covered. From business to personal banking, we tailor our services to suit everyone's needs. We believe in making banking easy and enjoyable. Visit our Norman location or call us today at 405-286-5750. Valiance Bank, banking tailored to your needs. Member FDIC. When the game is on the line, you need a team that you can count on. When injuries occur, you can count on the one team that knows sports medicine. Norman Regional's Ortho Central is your premier team of orthopedic specialists. With five highly trained orthopedic surgeons, three fellowship trained sports medicine physicians, and locations in Norman, Newcastle, and Midwest City, we'll work hard to get you back in the game. Ortho Central, number one in sports medicine and orthopedic care. Call 405-360-6764 and schedule an appointment today. Are you looking for a luxury apartment for rent in Norman? The Falls at Brookhaven offers stunning two- and three-bedroom spacious floor plans with large walk-in closets, washer and dryer hookup, and a fabulous kitchen in a well-maintained, calm environment. From plush carpet to sleek stainless steel appliances to a pool, 24-hour fitness, and two dog parks, the Falls at Brookhaven has it all. Call our locally owned and operated community at 405-701-8233 or go online to thefallsatbrookhaven.com for a free tour and see what living in luxury is like. We tend not to think about right now, but right now in front of us is victory over cancer. Right now, cancer research funded by the V Foundation is leading to better treatments and saving lives. When you give to the V Foundation, 100% of your donation goes directly to game-changing cancer research. Victory over cancer is there for the taking by you. Donate at V.org because today's cancer research is tomorrow's victory. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. For over 37 years, Bob Moppin has been providing roofing and construction services in Oklahoma for residential and commercial clients. Moppin Roofing and Construction is a locally owned family business. They do work right the first time. Moppin Roofing has insurance specialists to work with your insurance company in resolving your damage claims. Call Bob at Moppin Roofing and Construction at 405-703-3843 for your free estimate today. 405-703-3843 or visit MoppinRoofing.com. Moppin Roofing. Go Sooners. Final 
final segment of the day, wrapping it up on this Tuesday, the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, bringing you the final hour of the rush. We started this fun new game, which is called Guess the NFL Player. It's uh, fun and exciting and sweeping across the country. Okay. Guess this NFL player. 122 receptions, 1,651 yards, 10 touchdowns. Those are just receiving yards. That's got to be Lamb. We talked uh, a lot about Baker Mayfield so far this year, and rightfully so, but my God, is CD having a career year. We have like a 95-yarder the other day, right? uh, Yes, he did. Dak, uh, I'd say Dak avoided a sack and a safety. I could have avoided that. It's like the guy didn't even try to tackle him, and he found CD wide open. He's He is absolutely one of the best receivers in the NFL. And if you yeah. just want to go off numbers, he might ha- he might be having the single best year of an NFL receiver. I know yeah. there's like Puka Nakua got off such a fast start. I don't know where he's at in receptions, but dude, CD CD Lamb's just tearing it up, man. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, CD's first in receptions, second in yards, tied for third in touchdowns. Which we never got a chance to talk about that Dallas Detroit game. <sighs> What'd you think of the ending? Oh, totally clean. Right call. Officials did a great job. I promote them. No, it was it was pretty awful. Yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it? I don't know. It's one of those where you just don't know what was said. And I mean, I know how it typically works, and I'm shocked they dropped the flag on it. But I, I just gotta wild. think that you know that that's a play that maybe they don't run every day, but they run enough. Like we're talking about paid NFL offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. They know that they have to report as an eligible receiver in that spot. Yeah. So I just I refuse to believe that that didn't happen. And for both those he guys. ran over there and talked to him. What else was he saying? Asking what time it was. Um, that was interesting. Oh, and by the way, uh, C.D. Lamb is number two in receiving yards behind Tyreek Hill. Uh, he's Tyreek's got seventeen, seventeen, uh, and twelve touchdowns. So. Uh, really, really good CD, year. Did you say 17-17 for Tyreek? Yeah, 1,717 uh, yards. CD has another 227-yard game, and he can catch him. Yep. Finish first and, uh, in catches and receiving yards. What's crazy is Tyreek Hill's done it off of one fewer game and ten fewer catches. Crazy. All right, that's it for us. It was a fun day, you guys. As always, killed it on the text line. You drive the show. We're just along for the ride. You know what time it is. Ice cold Pacifico time. You're listening to the home of Sooner.